share this as Amanda, as a person? Mm -hmm. Would I share this on Facebook or Twitter? And if not, then I don't tweet it. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. Super pumped. I have Amanda Nelson with me. She's the director of community marketing at Salesforce. She and I have worked for many years. When I was at Salesforce, we worked together, and then over is somehow I think we are never at the same event, even though we are speaking at so many different events. And the last event we were together, surprisingly, was in Canada, in Toronto, at an event where at Uberflip was doing a Conex event, and they had an axe throwing competition. And both Amanda and I, I think this was the first time I did axe throwing. I don't know if Amanda did before, but it was a lot of fun doing axe throwing. So we're going to chat about axe throwing. We're going to talk about community building. We're going to talk about some fun things marketers should think about when they're doing marketing. I think Amanda has some, a couple of really interesting stories. And so we're going to jump around a little bit and just connect with marketers heart to heart. So Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sangram. It's so good to connect again and to see you since we threw axes. Yeah. So was that the first time you threw axes or was it just me? It was my first time. So that's why I totally freaked out. I think there's a video on Twitter, definitely Instagram of me freaking out when I got a bullseye. And you yeah. shot that video, which is great. I think, I think, yeah, that was fun. And then I think uh, I had a one lucky shot that Anne Hanley did a video off and I put that up there too. So I, I, I know that was a really amazing night. You're a very talented actor. You know, if you want to quit your day job, I don't know. It could be something. <laughs> I know I was extremely lucky with that getting a corner of that corner shot. Like it was so much fun. It was epic for, for all of us there. But apart from axe throwing, we happen to do marketing. I don't know. I think axe throwing and marketing is kind of same, right? We're just trying to hit a bunch of different things. Something sticks, something doesn't, who knows? But you have been at Salesforce for several years. You have been a marketer for many years. I would just want to jump in and get your thoughts on what does community marketing mean to you? as a person, as a marketer? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of folks ask that question of what community marketing actually means. Am I marketing a community product? Am I talking about an event community? Am I talking about online? And really what community marketing is to me is the ability to bring people together in person and online and just connect them. You know, at Salesforce, we have a real community of customers and partners that enjoy working together to grow their business with Salesforce and other technologies that plug into it. And so being a catalyst for that and a support and listening and helping is truly what I love to do. Another great aspect of community is social and content. I've been a content marketer and a social marketer for about eight years now, and I absolutely love it. I'm a writer at first, so I get to write every day. And using content and social to drive community marketing has been really exciting for me in this role for the past three years. That's pretty cool. You know, I'm... Curious to get your thoughts on what do you think are if somebody's trying to build a community and and things like community marketing is something that they should do and you know I'm a big believer of that you know the reason we do flip my phone podcast all that I really truly believe community is where it is what kind of goals should they have in mind how should they come up with goals or should there be metrics how should they measure success I think it's so confusing so I'd love for you to, to just share your thoughts from your experience. Yeah, well, the first thing I recommend doing is 
come up with your vision of what you're really trying to do. Are you trying to bring people together in different ways? Are you trying to create that community, grow an existing one, leverage something you've never leveraged before? So identifying your vision and having that as your North Star is going to give you the tunnel vision you need to focus on achieving your goals. With our vision of entertaining, inspiring, and connecting with customers and partners at Salesforce, I wake up and read that vision every day, and I use that to make sure I focus on what I'm doing. You know, as marketers, we get asked a lot of questions and pulled in a lot of different directions. And if it doesn't align to your vision, if it doesn't align to your goals, then you just say no or not right now. And that's really important because otherwise you're not going to get done what you need to get done. Yeah, it's so funny. So at Terminus, we are going through this lead program where a lot of our executives and senior leaders in the company, we're all coming together once a month for four hours. And we have somebody walk us through different topics. And one of the recent topics was on radical candor. And I don't know if you have, and I know some people have read the book uh, by Kim Scott called Radical Radical Candor. And she talks Mm -hmm. about saying no and why is it important and how do you make decisions? How are you radically like candor about certain things? So when you said no, and like, you know, you have to know what to say no to, but I think I didn't connect the dots. And I think you helped me connect that if you have a clear vision of where you want to go, it makes it easier for you to say no with a purpose. A lot of times people just say no for the sake of saying no, or, you know, they're too busy, but having a purposeful vision that you can use that as a filter for everything that makes a lot of sense. And saying yes, I was definitely a yes woman for the good part of my career until I learned that it always saying yes to everything is only going to damage not only what you're trying to accomplish, but the goals for the company overall and the goals for your job. So sometimes saying no or, um, you know, coming up with a plan for when you can attack that later is better than saying yes. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about some latest trends in marketing that you are seeing as, a, as writing so much about thought leadership and you're creating out. I know there was some interesting campaign you just ran recently that has some phenomenal results. Can you share that campaign? And also just let's just jump into some new things that you're seeing marketers do or you're, you're thinking others should really try. Sure. So I think it's so important to listen when you're looking at social, when you're looking at understanding your community. There's oftentimes people say to me, well, yeah, of course, Salesforce has a community, but we don't. That's not true. Everybody has a community. You just have to find them. There's fans for everything, for cat hacks, even in the way in the world of Anne Hanley. There's a community for everything. So use a social listening tool learn what the community cares about, who the people are, who the influencers are, and start to connect and learn their, learn their language, learn what they love and they don't love. And that's going to help shape your approach, your goals, as well as what could potentially work for you. What I mean by that is as you discover your audience, you'll find where they are, where they like to hang out. Maybe it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It all depends on your industry and your you know, B2B versus B2C. All of these things play a role in, in where your, your customers are or your prospects. So that's really important to think about as well. And for us, one of the things we noticed was Instagram was really growing. The Twitter is huge for us. We're always on Twitter. And obviously, we use our Trailblazer community as well. But Instagram was really popular as well. And we started to focus there using Instagram stories. And what I always think about and a lens I put on when I create content or market, I think, would I share this as Amanda, as a person? Mm-hmm. Would I share this on Facebook or Twitter? And if not, then I don't tweet it. (laughs) I don't share it. Because if I'm not going to, it's most likely that others won't either. 
Yeah. So I think that's really important too. Yeah, I think people follow people and people want to like, and it, it is now Salesforce is obviously a great example of like having, creating a brand that people love and want to connect with. But at the end of the day, I would say that it looks what, what Amanda or what Mark Benioff or what, what some people might tweet, people are watching that and people follow that and you are associated with that brand in some way, shape or form. So you have to be very careful what you like, what you don't like, just don't do it because somebody said so. So I, I agree with you. Now tell me a little bit more about this Appy Giphy thing that you did recently that, was, that went viral. Yes. So as I mentioned, Instagram was really a growing place for us to see customers like, engaging and spending time together, sharing sharing photos of events, countdowns to Dreamforce, ways that they work out to get their Dreamforce body. I mean, all of these different types of things. And so as a personal user of Instagram as well, I'm, I'm always testing and trying new things. Every time a new Instagram feature comes out, I try it. I've just tried the easy way of sharing where you can kind of badge each other. I've just tried that. But one of the things I wanted to get behind is those animated GIFs that are in Instagram stories. It's like, how do you get a GIF, your own GIF, not any other GIF, on Instagram stories? And how do you get them on Twitter and all the other places where we're texting and sharing and using Slack to share GIFs? Where is that coming from? And I figured out that was coming from Giphy. So Believe it or not, it was coming from Giphy, and I knew I needed to figure out how to get in there. So I worked with Giphy and Instagram and got an approved account. And from there, we uploaded our gifts in the format that they require. There's different formats for you know each channel and work with the creative team on that. And within 24 hours, we had half a million views. And within a day, we had 2 million views. I just wrote a blog post about it because it really was very successful. Things and listens to that kind of stuff, I mean... It's hard to even imagine like you can have that kind of impact, Instagram or that kind of brand awareness. Why do you think it worked? I think it worked because that's what people are using and that's what they're doing. I also think that we're lucky that our mascot is a, is a cat. <laughs> I think just cats are very popular. But beyond that, you have to get really creative with your, with your gifts because you have to think about what the audience is going to share. If it's just your logo or something brand oriented, that may not be interesting. So what is your audience like and care about? What are they talking about? Create gifts that you think that they would use. Also keywords, making sure you use the keywords that they use when they're searching. So you just have to wear that hat of your audience. And I think it's really important that marketers spend time with their customers, spend time with their audience so that they really know them firsthand. I love that. All right. So I'm going to try to wrap this up with a few things that I learned from you. And then I'm going to ask you to share a challenge for everybody who's listening who might be in marketing, sales, leadership. So the first thing that really kind of made me like as you define community is, is, is this place where you can bring people together either online or offline. And I think it's important for people to realize that communities are not just when you get a lot of people at an event. A community is built on Facebook, could be built on LinkedIn group, could be built on your neighborhood in your community or something like at Salesforce does at Dreamforce. So there are different ways of it. And I think you said something that everyone has a community, find one. And I think that was such a defining statement. I feel like you should put a banner of that. I think it's a really, really good, good statement. Everyone has a community just to find one. So I feel like that, that was really amazing. Then you, you kind of also jumped, we jumped around and you talked about like, don't just share, share something socially just because your company is doing or somebody else is doing do something that you care passionately about. That's how people are going to follow you. That's where people will feel like you're authentic. If you're just retweeting other things or other people's stuff without knowing or liking or understanding fully, then people are not going to necessarily follow you. So be authentic. So that was a big 
learning to say no. I've learned that a lot. And I just don't say no, but I think you made a big point around saying no with a clear vision as to why you're saying no. That helps not only you, but everybody around you as to know why you said no. I think that's something that I learned big time. And then finally, just listen to your customers, listen to what's happening. You can actually be on social media, do no tweets and be listening to what everybody is saying and then figure out what you want to do and jump in. And I think your example of what you did with Giphy and Instagram that got millions of views in like within 24 hours, that's crazy. That's what happens when you listen. So I think if you want dramatic 10x impact, you got to learn to listen. So those were my lessons from, from this podcast. What is the one challenge you want to share with everyone who's in marketing and sales today? Thanks, Bangram. You know, I feel like some of the biggest successes I've experienced is because I'm not afraid to fail. So fail forward. Try those new things. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, that's okay. What I like to say about, you know, let's say you write a blog blog post that doesn't succeed. Well, that probably just means no one saw it, right? So I really recommend failing forward, fail fast, get back up on your feet, but go for it. Don't have fear when it comes to this stuff. I love that. Uh, I think this is this is the part where a lot of people have lately talked about is don't have regrets in life. Like you wanted to do that. And that's the worst thing you possibly have is a regret. So I love like you really pushing, saying that it's not about failing, but failing forward, which means you are, you learn something and you're just moving forward. Even if you fail, that just means you learn and move forward. That's awesome. Amanda, thank you so much. I really appreciate you jumping on and sharing some community wisdom with us. Well, thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.